Hi there. Welcome to OTs Get Paid, the podcast for OT entrepreneurs, where we learn about everything you need to know to move from thinking like a therapist to acting like a CEO and making good money along the way. Are you curious how to continue to be true to your mission of helping others as an OT and get paid what you're worth? Do you want to know the best tips that add zeros to your bank account? Do you wonder how other OTs do it too? I'm your host, Trish Williams, a Canadian, a mom, a not-so-closet choir nerd, an occupational therapist of over 26 years. I spent most of those years loving my profession, but secretly wishing I could get paid a lot more. Did I feel like I had an important job that had great impact on my clients and society? Check. Did I also wish I could feel validation in that work through getting paid enough to feel financial freedom? Check, check. So finally in my 40s, as a single mom who needed to get real with my income, I built two six-figure businesses including my latest as an OT entrepreneur coach at Trish Williams Consulting. And through this, I heard the secret shame that others felt the same way too. So I'm raising my voice and raising my profile of this issue and probably raising my prices. I'm here to talk about OTs making money. So let's do like Scrooge McDuck and dive into those giant piles of gold coins and get swimming and start this episode. Welcome, OT entrepreneurs, to episode 80 of the OTs Get Paid podcast. Today, we're going to be discussing all things partnerships, systems, and productivity. A reminder, today's episode is one in a series we are doing on productivity. Do we have hacks? Sure we do. Do we have tips from experts? You bet. Do we take you through how to sort out and produce and organize your plans for three years and one year and 90 days and a week? Yep. This is also a nuanced discussion around capacity and privilege and rejecting hustle culture. And frankly, how those who identify as female or have had that female experience feed into the systematic patriarchy by overdoing and overworking, especially those who identify as helpers. That's a lot. Today is a first. Today, I'm interviewing two co-founders. We are discussing systems and how they have used systems to build their own individual businesses, and additionally have built a second business, which has a really unique business model, together. Our next guests have systems that come pretty naturally to them. We discuss if you are interested in learning about defining roles in a partnership for productivity, if you've ever thought, you know what, I would like to share the responsibility of this business with somebody. I'd like somebody else to be the co-boss with me. I'd like to start a business with somebody else. This is an episode for you. Can you have two CEOs? Can you have two bosses? This leads into discussions on the importance of an org chart to build your business. If you want to hear about 
two people who have built a really unique business model, including two more traditional clinics on their own. And you want to continue to learn about productivity, not just for yourself, but for people on your team and what this means to increasing your profit and increasing your clarity and increasing the impact you have in the world with your OT business, then this is the episode for you. Let's shift from thinking about being an overwhelmed solopreneur or being someone who has people on their team who you're not sure how to even manage and it feels like more work to include them. This is the episode for you. Today, we are welcoming Allison Hendricks and Sue Wall, and they are the co-directors of the Collaborative Approach Therapy Services Network. The network provides a unique opportunity for independence and team collaboration. I cannot wait for you to listen in and hear their story today. Welcome, Allison and Sue. You are the first duo interview that I'm doing, so I'm really excited. Well, so thanks we. for having Thank us. You. <laughs> I'm so glad. So listener, I'm really curious how you like this format. If you have any comments about it, if you love hearing more than one person, especially if you love to hear more than just me, pop into the OTs Get Paid Facebook group and tell us your comments because we are always looking to give you, the listener, what you want. All right, Allison and Sue, are you ready? Ready. Yep. How do you get paid? Meaning tell all of us about you and what you do. So we each have a clinic. So this is Allison speaking, and I am the owner and operator and one of the occupational therapists at Cats Guelph. So that's Collaborative Approach Therapy Services. We like to call ourselves cats. We think that's way more fun. <laughs> and so I get paid both by being an occupational therapist at our clinic, as well as management of the team. And uh, similar, Sue here, I have a clinic in St. George, Ontario. And I have to say, though, like if you're really looking at the percentages, the bulk of our pay comes from clinical work still. Still doing a lot of clinical work, but the admin and the management is building and it's, it's nice to have that break, that back and forth a little bit. So how do you two work together? Why am I interviewing both of you at the same time? So we have set up what works wonderfully for us, where we each own our own clinics, but we collaborate together in a network. So meaning that we share resources, we share systems, we meet once a week. So we get to actually just have that, you know, someone to check in with, someone to run a business with so that we're not so alone. And this started, I've been doing private for a long time, and I just saw individual therapists doing their own businesses. And it's it's quite lonely. Like it, it can be really isolating. And there's so much to know. You find yourself pulling the same tricks out of your bag, your clinical bag all the time. And you're just starving for connections with other therapists, networking, learning new clinical tricks, etc. So I thought, okay, well, there's the large company model where you can go work for a huge rehab company and have teammates or or public sector model. But in private, you can you can do the large company model. You can go do your own thing. There's like nothing in between. Like we need something in between where you own your own. You're building equity yourself. 
and you have a fair amount of freedom, but you also have the support of a network. Before we go any further, because the next question, just so you can prep, is going to be like, what was that fist on the table moment? How did you guys <laughs> decide to do this? Um, so I have been in your shoes. I have been this solo mm-hmm. person running this Peds brick and mortar clinic in Calgary, Alberta, and was starting to do this. So actually, I had somebody mm. in a town over in Canmore, Alberta. Mm-hmm. She was like, mm-hmm. how did you build your clinic? And then we started talking about, well, maybe you should do Spring OT West or maybe like, but I never got further. And I just think this is so exciting. And this is part of what we're going to dive into today. Like, truly, my mind is blown. So I'm really super glad you guys are here. So what was the fist on the table moment? I do want to highlight because I think it's really interesting and it might not come up as you're answering this question is the difference in age, the difference in experience. Mm. So Allison, when did you graduate from OT school? I graduated in 2008 from McGill University. And how about you, Sue? I graduated in 1995 from Western. So, you know, Sue and I are saying vintage and then there's, <laughs> so again, how did, the, like, I think that's Little baby really Allison. important. Yeah, and then there's Allison. <laughs> um, and I really do want to highlight this because I think this is a really, this has to be part of the story. Like, I want to make sure. Oh, yeah, this is a great part of the story. Okay, Allison I can't wait. So go, I'm going to stop talking. Fist She's on the table fant- moment. How did oh, this fist happen? fist on the how table did- moment. Well, Allison came to another clinic where I was working, but not owning the whole clinic. and. She was fantastic. She actually asked for my job first, but she nice. was okay. <laughs> he was not having my job. As she was the stars, Allison. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then, uh, but she was so flexible. And then we just kept growing and growing. And we said, like, we want to grow beyond these boundaries. Like, we want to grow to other cities. And we want to own it. <laughs> mm-hmm. and actually, Allison, do you want to tell the other part of the story how you got in here? Yeah. So Sue, Sue had the vision. So Sue had the vision of a network of occupational therapists, you know, world-class OT, putting OT on the map, but everybody owning their own clinic. Sue's the dreamer. I'm the yes person. And I kind of went, yes, that sounds good. I want to join that. So I really just kind of weaseled my way in to saying, hey, Sue, how about, you know, do you need a wingman? I'm a good partner. And we have, like, we don't agree on everything. We have a lot of different views on things, but it's what makes us such great business partners and is what we want to continue to build in the collaboration is, you know, I think we we have the same vision, we have the same values, but we can have different perceptions and we can bring different things to it, which has been really, really wonderful. I want to continue to ask more about the different roles in a partnership mm-hmm. because I think that's so important. However, before we go on, people need to know your numbers because they are very cool. So <laughs> tell me about the income and the impact goals that you've had for your company this year and what you want going forward? The two clinics are very different sizes. So St. George is uh, rural in a a lower socioeconomic area. And we have two therapists and Allison has grown Guelph to be like four therapists and and it's great. So anyway, we have revenue goals for each of our clinics and we have kind of revenue goals for the network as well. My revenue goal for this year, uh, we kind of divided it in good, better, best. 
and good would be about 140,000, better would be 160, and, and best would be 180. And in Guelph, we're looking at good this year, 300K, better 350, and best 400K. So yeah, we're, we're really, we're growing. And again, supporting different, you know, different levels of clinic too, and therapists where they're at. It's very OT, of course, right? Of Let's course. meet you where you're at. Yeah. So <laughs> explain, explain, this, explain this to me a little bit. We Before we hit record, I do want the listener to know that this is a new business model for me, mm-hmm. which I clearly am hyped about. I said that earlier. So when I ask these questions, I hope that I'm representing a lot of people that are listening in that like, I didn't do a ton of prep work for this because I wanted to represent the, huh? <laughs> <laughs> the kind of like new, like, what the heck what is, is this, this all about? So I don't pretend to have a lot of knowledge on this topic. And I am representing the kind of every person as I'm asking these questions. So that's how the listener knows where right. I'm coming from. So explain to me then when we're talking about income, mm-hmm. you have given your numbers for what your two clinics make clinically in terms of delivering service. Okay. So then do you have numbers on top of that for the network? We have past numbers. We haven't really set good, better, best goals for the network. Our goal really is to break even in the next two years. Like we've done projections and we've decided to pay ourselves just a okay. tiny amount a, from a the few network. hours a week each from the network okay. and so we're hoping to kind of grow into that basically over the two years great if we add a couple locations Perfect. and we should say that we do have two other locations i don't know if we said that no you didn't so we Keep have talking. this wonderful therapist in toronto monica cordasco she has kids dream big and she has decided to join us about probably two years ago now. Maybe. Yeah, 2020. Yeah. And she had a company and decided she wanted some support. And I think part of that is what we're finding. I don't know. That might be an avatar for us is somebody that has tried it on their own and is ready for some support. Interesting. And then we also have an incredible therapist in Hamilton. Hey, Trish. Yes, Ashley. As an OT entrepreneur who's just starting to make money, I bet you've thought, oh my gosh, I just got my first few clients. What the heck do I do now? Don't worry. At Therabyte, we have you covered. We heard you and we created intake and consent templates just for you. So you've downloaded the template and now you can say, amazing, I know exactly how to get my clients started. Oh, I wish I'd had this in the beginning. I pulled everything together and needed something this efficient. Okay, so where can listeners find these templates, Ashley? Super easy. The link will be in the show notes. You just hop over to our website, find templates, and you've got your download. Sounds great. Who has opened up uh, Cats Hamilton? I was just going to say, and she had not had a business previously, so she had worked in private practice. So again, it is interesting to see who's interested in collaborating with us. We've got lots of women coming off of maternity leave (laughs) who Mm, are sort of that, you know, questioning, what do I do next? What do I really want to do next? And it just seems a good stage in life to try something new. Okay. So I want to recap. 
you have your own individual clinics called CATS. And yep. you run one, Allison, in Guelph, Ontario. By the way, shout out to Southwestern Ontario. We are fully <laughs> repping the local. Again, I say this now. For those of you who do not live in Canada, open an app and look it up. You're putting you're putting OTs on the map. I'm putting like Canada on the map with this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> do you do that now? Anytime like I see a, a like um I do this with people actually in my programs too. We have people from all over the world and I will quite literally be like, where is that? Like where Always. is Canberra? And I'm like, oh, I thought I knew where it was. So, <laughs> you know, if we can like influence your worldview of geography to those who are not Canadian, then I will also. This was not like, it's not set out to be a Canadian podcast, but sometimes the people find their way. And okay, so we're repping. So open, find out where we're talking about. So this is, but it's also important to the business model that this is all within a couple of probably 150 kilometers, right? Yeah, I was going to yeah. say sort of two to three hours. Yeah, exactly. Drive of very each other drivable. Right now. Yeah, very yeah. drivable from the major city of. For now, <laughs> exactly. For now, oh, yes, exactly. <laughs> so then we've got the clinics. So Sue runs one in St. George. Allison runs one in Guelph, Ontario, and then there's the network piece where, and we're going to dive deeper into this, where you help people, because I want to know exactly what you sell in a minute mm -hmm. in this. Mm -hmm. And you're not quite breaking even on that yet, but the goal is in a couple of years to break even and you're still paying yourselves. So this is great. And right now you have a few people that are in Toronto and Hamilton, et cetera, that are doing it. Now, what was interesting, and this is where I think we need to talk about what it is that you sell, because mm -hmm. you said somebody in the Cats Network, what's the one in Toronto called? Kids... Dream big. Kids, dream big. Dream big. Okay. So it's not like Cats 2.0, Cats 3.0, Cats 4.0. So clearly, you're not just selling a brand. So here comes the question. It's a terrible thing I do as an interview. I like ask way too many questions instead of one. So what do you sell with the Cats network? Yeah. So again, I think, well, so what we sell with the Cats network is we sell resources. We sell systems. We sell systems to grow your team because we know that we can support the longevity of our ability to be in this profession when we build that team so that we're not on the floor all the time as peds therapists. <laughs> and then we're selling coaching and mentoring and you know the ability to collaborate together on how to grow a successful pediatric team, pediatric clinic, I should say. Does this come naturally to you? I or think is that so. what you I mean, knew you needed to sell? What would you say? Uh, well, so maybe I'll answer, then I'll let Sue. I've loved it. Does it come naturally? I would say so, yes. And I would say so because I didn't I didn't know. I didn't know that I loved it. I mean, I got I just jumped on Sue's bandwagon. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You're the but, yes. Right. <laughs> but then we have seen the success. And we've seen where the questions are and we've seen where people need more support and we're able to tailor it. The other thing, Trish, maybe to make it clear is that Allison and I have three bank accounts for our corporation. Mm. So I have my bank account for St. George. Allison has her for Guelph. And then every month we put a payment, like we take a percentage and put it in the network bank account. And so that's what we are selling, you know, in exchange for all of our clinical tools. And we have, we counted yesterday, we have 250 clinical 
tools like PDFs and forms on our website for therapists to use. And we have 80 training videos. So when you bring in a new staff, you don't have to spend like, I don't know, you probably know this from Spring OT. When you hire a new staff, you have to hire someone who knows what they're doing because you're diluting your your reputation if you hire someone that doesn't know. And then you have to spend hours every week training them if they don't know a lot what they're doing. So we've been successfully able to hire new grads because when we train, we video it and we have all these videos. So we're kind of selling this to other clinic owners in exchange for a percentage. Perfect. Thank you for clarifying that. So are you, because my head keeps flip-flopping between are you selling business development or are you selling clinical development? And I think- And I'd say both. both. (laughs) Okay, good. So I've got this right. Okay. So And because we found that OTs need both, right? We don't graduate from university knowing how to run a business. We often don't graduate from university knowing quite how to step into our clinical roles either. So we've really seen that both pieces are the key. And it's not just peds, is it? Because I thought I saw on your website that you have pediatrics and adult. Is that correct? That's correct. Yeah. So mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> adults fill the daytime schedule. So mm-hmm. adults actually is a really nice fit, especially mental health. So we do some mental health, return to work, anxiety, depression, et cetera. And again, anyone in PEDS knows one of the challenges often is the scheduling. They want weekends and they want after school. So adults helps just diversify our clientele too. You know, it keeps it interesting, but it fills the schedules as well. And it's really not that much of a stretch from doing adolescent mental health. Like so much of PEDS now is mental health. And so when you've, you know, learned CBT and learned ACT, it's actually really rewarding to work with some adults too. Do you sell anything about marketing? Do you address Mm -hmm. that at all? And if so, we share our marketing, right? Like that's what you're buying when you buy in with us, like you you get all of our developed marketing and all of our marketing systems, as well as our website, right? Like that your main marketing might be just done for you on the website. Because I saw something also that you said you were doing DIY for social media, or sorry, done for you social media for people that mm-hmm. buy it. It's mm-hmm. crazy, like crazy good. <laughs> um, <laughs> sick, as the kids say. <laughs> so... Um, who does that? So one of my occupational therapists does that. Again, another great way that we utilize our team and support while they are growing their their caseload. So it's one of my Mm -hmm. occupational therapists. But again, the what to us just makes so much sense is let's not reinvent the wheel. For sure. Right? So what was on my Instagram three years ago Mm -hmm. is beautiful and new for your Instagram. So it's the the fact that we have lots of that, yep, done for you material there. So when people come to you and are interested in buying from Cats Network, what are you hearing from them the most? What is the thing that's really driving them to buy from you? So I just had a conversation with a potential partner earlier this week, and it's 
I would say it's that I've got these skills, I've got these skills, but I'm this missing this skill and I'm missing this skill, right? So, and different people have different ones that are their strength and ones that are missing, but you might have great clinical skills, but the idea of payroll and the idea of taxes is overwhelming. I might have great business. Maybe I, you know, maybe my family was raised, my parents, you know, had a business, but I don't have the peds experience. I've been working in adult mental health. I want to move into this. Or we know with peds too, you might really be great at fine motor and printing, but what is this sensory piece? What is this anxiety piece? So it's a collaboration of knowledge that we can bring together and you can fill in the gaps. What would you add to that, Sue? Sorry. I I think we're still figuring that out, Trish. Like we, we kind of have a goal to grow slowly, like maybe one location a year and, and do it really well and make sure that person's really supported and then grow again. And we might consider too, if there's people that are interested, but we haven't really honed our avatar and our marketing. And I think it really does appeal to a number of different people. Um, I love that answer. And thank you so much because that's where my brain was going to. And any business owner that answers, we're still figuring this out. And I, I say it all the time, like especially to people in my program, you might not see it when I'm giving out things that are free. Although I'm constantly saying like, oh, I messed this up and I could have done this better. But in terms of like, you know, processes and all the things you need to know for business, I talk about that a lot too. So I really appreciate you bringing it up. And every single business owner always has a plan always knows where they need to improve, what's mm-hmm. the next thing they're going to dive into. And I want those that are listening that, and you know, I didn't know that Sue and Allison were going to answer the question in that way. I just want you to feel like really confident that you two can be asked a question and say, we're working on that. I just think that's <laughs> such a healthy attitude. Thank you for bringing that up. Growth mindset. Right? Oh, all the time. All the <laughs> time. But it. also not and like, oh, fudge, I don't have an answer on this podcast that gets listened to by like tens of thousands of people. It's legitimately like, huh, yeah. that's a part where we're growing. Like, I just yeah. think that mm-hmm. answer alone isn't isn't the narrative we, it's not the plan of what we were going to talk about in this podcast. And yet there's just this gem that comes up mm-hmm. that I want to make sure people don't skip over. And it speaks to your growth mindset and the values that you bring to the table, et cetera. So I just didn't want to skip over that little nugget. Let's talk more about your partnership. Mm-hmm. I am fascinated by different roles on different teams. I'm also fascinated, not just in like job descriptions, although I definitely want to hear that from you both. But also, you alluded to it earlier, Allison, in terms of different skill sets. Mm-hmm. So go for it. Just you go ahead, Sue, on that one. Yeah. Okay. Well, Allison brings um, I, I, so much, so so much. She is a millennial. She has a say, millennial you? mindset. <laughs> yes. Sue, and Sue and I graduated understand. a year apart. We can make yeah. old people jokes. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, we can. But, you know, when we were in school, it was all auditory. Like, 
she brings the visual. Her mm. visuals are amazing. Her ability to do Canva and Instagram and stuff, it's amazing. So I really benefit from all of that. And marketing and mindset, like Allison brings a lot to the table. On my side, I am still working on my abundance mindset, but mm. I'm really good at watching the money. <laughs> mm. <laughs> that maybe that's part of the scarcity piece, but I'm really good at doing the spreadsheets and doing the analysis of spending and how much we have for admin time and how much we have for clinic expenses and how much we can spend on our space, et cetera. So that's and what you've I got. You've got clinical expertise you know, an abundance of that for sure. So again, one of the things we offer to anyone within our team is open door hours, right? Where we're just available and we're available across locations. And, you know, Sue's just got an answer for everything (laughs) or she's got a resource or she's got to think about this. So yeah, we really, we have a lot of differences that make it just an even better whole. Mm-hmm. Do you have titles? Nope. No. And do what we've have... done there in part, sorry, I think also works well is that we do have our own clinics, right? Because I actually think we have our independence in what we do while then still being able to collaborate. Yeah, that's oh, a really good point. Because like yesterday, we kind of had a different opinion on something. And I said, oh, okay, well, how about I run that in Brant then? I'll just I'll just do it that way in Brant and we'll see how it goes. And we won't roll it out for everything. We'll just, you know, and Allison's gone ahead with stuff in, in Guelph. So it's a really great mix. It's like good fences make good neighbors. You know, we <laughs> we have the things we need to agree on and go forward, which is 90% of the time we agree on the best way to do it. But 10% of the time we have our freedom to do it our own way. So again, these are network-based questions, not the mm-hmm. clinical roles. And I really love hearing, I think that's so neat that you have this freedom to exercise something while also in partnership building something new. And yet- And that's the same for our partners, right? We want to give them that freedom. What I'm thinking of is like, I'm getting to the nitty gritty of the CEO and the Mm -hmm. org chart. And I know this might be boring, but it's not because it's what grows businesses. It's like the direction. So- in terms of like, who's the CEO and who's the COO, or how do your job descriptions differ? Or the other question I had is, do you know each other's, have you ever done like a a leadership profile or a skills profile in terms of somebody's more analytical, somebody's more communicative, somebody's more visionary, somebody's more of an integrator? Can you speak to that? We haven't well, done an actual sort of measure of, mm-hmm. but so we we do certainly have our roles. So Sue's role is numbers and she's mm-hmm. great at numbers. Mm-hmm. And my role is more the visual. So mm-hmm. the social media handouts, those kind of pieces. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because we did trade. We did, we tried it for a little while and we said, well, why don't we trade for six months? And at the That's end of the really six cool months, experiment. well, and what I did is we went, uh-uh, I don't like oh, it. There's no way. But we had a great respect for each other. Yeah, no, right. No. So it was yeah. okay. This is how long this, you know, payroll and budget and all of those pieces take. So it's good to know 
how much effort it takes, but no, I don't like it. <laughs> I don't want no, it. <laughs> actually that, that is one takeaway that I don't know if your listeners are interested, but I have been in another business for, and the roles were very set and people felt unappreciated for how much time their role mm-hmm. took. And it's kind of like parenting. Like if mm-hmm. you can switch, you have a role reversal in parenting, you get gain a huge appreciation. So I'm really glad we did that. I'm really mm-hmm. glad I don't have to do my own social media anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but I do have a much bigger appreciation for it. Mm-hmm. Well, and as as the leader of a company, which the networks is, it saves time mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it, you grow more by focusing on your zone of genius. I tell the story where when I was first found myself a single parent, my sister, so by the way, I cannot, I'm not handy at all. Like I quite literally, when my children were little, we made up a light bulb dance, meaning they, we all did a dance when I changed a light bulb because that's (laughs) how incredibly unhandy I am. And I'm humbled. I wish that I were more. So my sister, who is like one of my best people, bought me all the tools and said, now is the time for you to learn this new whole skill set. She's also married to an engineer. She's not an engineer, but they have these brains. So what do you think happened? The tools stayed in the box. Correct. (laughs) (laughs) Because that is not there. So again, how much time Mm -hmm. would I have wasted, and I'm going to stick a flag in the sand and call it wasted, to go from zero or negative zero to even passable. Mm -hmm. There's a model Mm -hmm. out there, and I can't remember it or I'd quote it right now. Maybe it's a Gladwell thing, although Malcolm Gladwell is getting, you know, torn apart a little bit these days. But at any rate, like that the effort that would be Mm -hmm. required for me to get like an an F or a D minus is is bonkers when I raised beautifully healthy, resilient children by Mm -hmm. myself, because that's my zone of genius. Yeah. And I will also build a bunch of businesses that are successful and then pay somebody Mm -hmm. to change the light bulb in the dining room that I can't reach because I refuse to get on the ladder. And so this is an example of whether you do an experiment or you decide off the bat exactly what the rules are going to be. Don't be afraid to lean into your zone of genius because, mm-hmm. like, Allison, can you imagine that feeling if you all of a sudden had to be responsible for all those spreadsheets? The same, same. Like, it would just. Yeah. No, thanks. Yeah, yeah I agree. <laughs> and, you know, and and then I think the other piece we do is we we share a lot. So, you know, again, I'm thinking just our project right now, we're working on a 90-day onboarding system. And in that system, okay, here again are my clinical strengths and here are Sue's clinical strengths. So we each take our pieces of it and that way it gets to, you know, those who are benefiting from it are benefiting from the best that they can from each of us. Absolutely. And what an opportunity. (laughs) I agree. I think if you can define those roles when you're in a network like you have mm-hmm. for your partners, you know, you're accessing so much. Yeah. Tell me about how much time do you spend growing the network business and what are your, how often do you meet and what, how do you decide on goals together? Like this kind of planning and productivity mm-hmm. bit. 
we meet every week for an hour and a half and sometimes two. And then we each have our things to do. I would say we each have kind of set aside a day a week to work on the network. And of course, there's a little flexibility in that. You know, sometimes there's a school call or a parent visit or something we need to do during those days. But in general, yeah, we both work a day a week. What was the rest of the question? <laughs> well, I was going to I was going to say too, I, I think you were asking, you know, about growing the network. The beauty of it is growing the network grows our individual clinics as well. So what what majority of us growing our clinic or sorry, our network is, is the systems, is the onboarding, is the training for clinicians to then be able to use clinic owners. And so when we do this, it helps our clinics as well. So we're really in this beautiful win-win. I've often thought of that myself. Actually, I'm I'm doing a deep dive right now into, I think you're, I don't know exactly when this is going to air, but we're recording this the end of 2022. And there's like a possible recession again. I'm not going to mm-hmm. go like full clickbait and be like, oh my gosh, we're all hooped. Like, <laughs> I won't do that. And yet, you know, it, it's there. So what is like new in marketing, but not in terms of a sexy way, in terms of like real? Because when I started this business, it was also three years ago. And I see that the marketing we need to shift our marketing a little bit. And mm-hmm. additionally, I hate this word because it's so clickbaity, but like recession-proof your business, right? And so I've been doing a lot, a big deep dive into that. And I, for me, for like OTs get paid, right? For Trish mm-hmm. Williams Consulting. And mm-hmm. everything I learn, I automatically just pour into the people in my programs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think, how did this get so easy? <laughs> like, I don't yeah. have to, like, I'm learning something once, just what you said, yeah. Allison. And then, yeah. you, you know, it 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 hits you twice for... Yeah, that, it's um, exactly the same thing. Yeah. yeah, which is really, it's such a, it's so wonderful to have that. Yeah. It's just synchronous, like it exactly. just all comes together. Yeah. Tell me about handling conflict and handling difference mm-hmm. of opinions. And, and that comes from the last question of like planning and setting goals for the network. What mm-hmm. happens if there's any conflict at all? How do you manage yeah. that together? We're well, pretty first of good. All, you find a business partner that is a yes person. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Whatever you say, Sue. <laughs> happy Sue, happy business. No. <laughs> She's um, incredibly flexible. So I do, I, several times I've like really appreciated that, Allison. So thank you. Well, and I was going to say, you know, one of our values is candor. You know, I, I'm, I'm yes in terms of I take opportunities, but I'm not always yes. And I'm sure both of us would appreciate if the other one was a little more yes, it would be easy sometimes. But in fact, what I would say is we really do well at being honest with each other, even when that's a tough conversation. So again, you know, this comes back to, I think, We OT ourselves. (laughs) So we are very comfortable with those difficult conversations and that we know there's a difference between professional and personal and that this is my opinion and I don't know that I'm right yet, (laughs) but I'm going to try and get some data and figure it out. So, you know, so yeah, we've had some very candid conversations in our partnership meetings. 
clear. It's not and majority very of good the time. Communication. Very mm-hmm. good. Like, again, I don't have yes. a ton of different experiences. Trish, maybe you have more stories from the people that you're coaching, but I feel that we are really having good conversation as a as a management team, the two of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't have many disaster stories at all. It tends to be, well, I mean, most people I know and most people that I work with are leaders of teams as mm-hmm. opposed to having two founders at the top, which is mm-hmm. why I'm really still incredibly curious because I think your roles are more defined than you're almost able to like put them into words Maybe. at this point because you'd have to, right? Or, mm-hmm. else, or else you're just going to spend so much time checking in. Are you going to do this? Are you going to do this? Are you gonna, right? So that's why I'm so fascinated by two strong founders mm-hmm. and what happens. And I find that a lot of OTs say, like, you know, I, Clear's Kind is not mine. It's Brene Brown's from Dare to Lead. And yet they know it. And yet they're also like, oh, but I don't want yeah. But I don't want to. And I don't want to have the tough conversation, right? I don't Mm want to, I don't want to hear the tough thing. Mm -hmm. The other thing I think maybe I would add to it, and Sue, tell me if you agree, is that we also are both very good at saying the, I don't know yet, Mm -hmm. right? I don't know the answer. Mm -hmm. So things like, you know, who is our avatar? Who are we marketing to? Mm -hmm. We have some differing opinions on that sometimes. Mm -hmm. And the truth is neither of us know, Mm -hmm. and we can leave an answer like that. Yeah. That's Mm -hmm. wonderful. I want to start getting into rapid fire questions, but one question before we do that and begin to wrap up, and I want each of you to answer it separately, is (laughs) you've clearly built successful clinics independently. Mm -hmm. Those revenue numbers, you know, you can't argue with it. Clearly, families are liking what you're doing because they keep coming back or they refer people. And I'm just thinking of different ways of evaluating success, right? Mm. Clearly, there's success with the network because people are joining you. Clearly, there is success because you're both got smiles on your faces and you wanted to come on (laughs) and share this. And there's a warmth and a kindness to this interaction together. What would you say is the number one thing that you did to get you here? I would say collaborate. So that's not just, you know, to get our name in there again, but really you're like collaborative approach is what we live by. It is what we do in our partners meetings. It's what we do when Sue and I meet. It's what we do when we build our teams. So our other OTs that work with us. And it's what we do with our families. It's not a one-person show. It's a collaboration. It's a team. We call ourselves the Cats Crew, right? Mm-hmm. So it really yeah. is. Exactly. And it's a, <laughs> is that it's your a team chair? No. come together. Should be. <laughs> You can have that one for free. Uh, so I think my answer to that would be is, you know, collaboration. Thank you. I totally you agree. No, I, I are would, you going to choose this? No, I'm going to add something. I'll add okay. something. But I was going to say, I really would not have gotten this far with this vision, you know, on my own. And even clinically, I can't know everything about all the kids. Like, it's really fantastic to have other people and to remain open and try different ideas So I I say that is number one, but number two is learning. Mm. Number two is hitting the books and listening to the podcasts and, you know, where you can get the coaching because it's really 
been great to have some of that. And you and Laura with your summits and your podcasts have, have really been fantastic. So thank you, Trish. Oh, thank you. Well, thank you for turning that around and making it a compliment about me. <laughs> I mean, how can you not love that? Thanks. Um, you know, I what I love especially about your answers, because I have had the privilege now of talking to I wonder if it's thousands. I say hundreds and hundreds. Wow. But it might be thousands of OT business owners. Wow. And definitely thousands of OTs, but maybe thousands of OT, maybe almost a thousand. And I don't think those answers are just fluffy. Hmm. That's a double negative. I think those answers are real. And I believe that they are attainable and mm-hmm. achievable for every single person that's listening. That is what I love best about your answers, because I truly believe at heart, OTs are collaborative. I can tell you a million stories about how I was on staff at McMaster University, how I was a student at McMaster University, how Mac, you know, pioneered problem-based learning and tutorials, et cetera. So I'm of that ilk anyways, because they <laughs> let me into that. Drill school. that into. Yeah. And also, yeah. like, I had that, obviously, to get admitted. And yet... I feel as though if you're not in that environment, mm-hmm. you must find it because mm-hmm. I know and it's your more heart. fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, hundred percent. That's what, like, that's the why of showing up every day. Yeah. And then the yeah. lifelong learning again, mm-hmm. you know, I, there's an episode and I don't know when it's going to run, if it's going to run before or after, but it's with Hélène Theriot and she is an occupational therapist, again, another Canadian in Vancouver. And the podcast we're doing is, your your word, your core word. Mm. Mm, and I tell the story of how I had a core word in my weekly CEO report. I'm always asking like, what's your word of the year and are you living it? And then like the story. I talk about this openly that after a tough COVID couple of years, I went back and started connecting with a therapist again, just because, mm-hmm. and I'm okay talking about that. And one of the things that she said to me And again, I share this because I just think it's so important. By the way, recovering perfectionists don't (laughs) totally always focus on the goals. You have to also focus on the process. So Mm -hmm. that helped me. And the second thing she said is, if you have a word for your business and your like weekly reports, et cetera, why don't you have a word for your life? And I was like, dang, girl. (laughs) So (laughs) it got me. Right? And so the word for my life was growth. And then my sister expanded it into the word expansion. She's like, I think you mean expansion. Mm. And I truly believe that collaboration Mm -hmm. and, you know, growth mindset and lifelong learning. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't want to do this for free because that's silly. Mm -hmm. And yet I... But I'm going to love doing it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I hear that from you as well. Yeah. It's funny. I was speaking to my husband about, you know, his work and I was like... Yeah, I, I I feel bad for him sometimes because right? I'm like, I come home and my cup is so full. Totally. I'm busy. I work really hard, yeah. but my cup is so full. And and that is what this business provides for us, you know? And that's where, again, we love the numbers. We love, you know, our, our revenue, our income, paying ourselves has to be enough. But in addition, mm-hmm. it's that full cup. It's that feeling of, just how rewarding it is every day. Mm-hmm. I agree. 
I can see you nodding as well, Sue. And I think mm-hmm. at the end of the day, I talk about this, how OTs get paid could be branded something else. And yet, yeah. <laughs> I don't, You, it would be harder to have a full cup if you weren't making money. Sure. Yep. So we need I was to make stressed. sure that you're making that money so that you can mm-hmm. have that impact. And at the end of the day, I think every OT wants that impact. And I can see you doing that so much with CATS and the CATS network. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Our dream really is to get OT on the map for people. Yeah. Like we still have so many people that don't know what OT is, no whether they're, oh, what would it be covered under, under my benefits? Is it under psychology? Is it under physio? <laughs> Like, no, it's exactly. its own thing. You know? I, when I started so, Spring OT in my bricks and mortar, I called it Spring OT on purpose. And I the sign out in the front said Spring Occupational Therapy because that was my way of making sure OT was on the map. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was like, we're not going to call it like, you know, happy kids or whatever, because I was like danged and determined to have OT on that sign oh, as a leader. Fine. And Good we had, you. you know, others, we had it become interdisciplinary eventually. But I know that feeling, Sue, and I can see yeah. it. Yeah. Okay, rapid fire questions at the end. Are you ready? Okay. Ready. Okay. So, Alison, I'm going to put you on the spot first. Alison, what is your biggest personal money splurge? Personal, not personal. So, we just finished house renovations. Oh, that's a good one. And it feels beautiful and it feels so comfortable. And I've got (sighs) two little girls. So, now we've got a big island that we can sit at when we're having our meals. And so house renos was our personal Good splurge. One. I love yeah. it. How about you, Sue? I splurged actually and had a, threw myself a huge 50th birthday party. You did? <laughs> I, oh my I did. goodness. And it was really rewarding because I actually did it at the clinic here. There's a big uh, outdoor space and I uh, had everyone. So they got to see my business, which was really nice too. Yeah. Well, that just shows the web of mm-hmm. OT entrepreneurship, doesn't it? That your business is your life and your life is your (laughs) business and not in a negative way, not like, oh my God, you have too much time. It's literally like, this is quite who, this is who I am. It is. It is. Yeah. I love it. Kitchen islands and birthday parties at clinics. Having had a 50th in COVID, Mm -hmm. I'm loving life for you. Oh, in COVID. Yeah. (laughs) I was lucky. Mine came just after. So we were able to, you know, really celebrate and people were itching for a celebration. Oh, 100%. I actually have a theory, by the way. Now I'm just taking over. Just giving my opinion because it's like, you know. (laughs) It's your podcast. It's my podcast. (laughs) And that is, I love people celebrating birthdays. Mm -hmm. And yet I would love people to also celebrate other things as big as they celebrate birthdays. Like Mm. anniversaries. Mm. I'm not married, so maybe that's why I'm fixated on it. But like, uh, nobody that I know has thrown like a really big twenty. One person, sorry, I know threw a really big twenty fifth wedding anniversary party for their for their people. Mm. And maybe mm. I, you know, I think couples doing it on their own. But like, you know, it, it's great to have a birthday, and yet like, there's like, I don't know. I feel pouring into children's graduations or celebrating like really incredible partnerships. Like I just, I think wanting more people around for those. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's interesting. I think I would feel nervous about doing that. I mean, birthdays common to everybody. You're not celebrating something that anyone else can't achieve. Yeah, but that's but, why I want it. That's why yeah, I want it. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not married. So this is literally like people <laughs> in glass houses or whatever the right <laughs> metaphor is. Like maybe I'm like romanticizing something I don't have. But like, I think there's things like your community helped raise your kids and your community, if you're lucky, and your community helped you grow in a partnership. And to me, 
having a bunch of people around to celebrate you at those times as well. I don't know. Right. That's my little soapbox. Think about that. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I think a party is just a great excuse to get lots of wonderful people together. Yeah. Right. It's just celebrate something other than. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I will work on that. Okay. Yeah, exactly. With all your free time. time. Um, What is your biggest business related expense? And I'll be curious to have you answer it separately because even though you own businesses together, it might be something different for you each. And it is something different because we have different money mindsets. So this is actually, again, where Sue and I complement one another well without being the same. So hopefully... You can't hear in the background, I'm not sure, but I do have a contractor in right now because we are renovating and expanding our space. So our team has grown and our space is now growing. So our biggest splurge is again, renos. I guess maybe I just like renos. (laughs) I was going to say, there's a theme. There's a theme. And for me, it's a shared expense that we had, which was legal to set up this network there was a fair amount of of legal that we had to make sure we dotted our I's and crossed our T's. So we wanted to do that and we wanted to set it up right. So that was our, our biggest splurge. Wonderful. So Sue's practical and I'm going to have nice, pretty things <laughs> your in visual. my renovations. Your visual. <laughs> That's right. Once again, <laughs> well, you're you're going to get a good feel for who we are. <laughs> if you're thinking about growth in terms of you have two assets, you have time or money, mm-hmm. Reno's do save time and do save money. Mm-hmm. So, and make money. Like Reynolds will make money, right? Especially That's the game plan. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, let's not demean and just be it like a pretty visual thing. Like Thank this you. is a solid right. business decision on your, yeah. on your part, Allison. Absolutely. So, okay. Two more questions. If you have, where do you have paid help in your life, Allison? Paid help in my life, not much in my personal life. And part of that, I know you then talk about unpaid. So I don't have a lot of paid because I have some amazing unpaid. I do have family and grandparents and an amazing partner who are really supports for me. And then in my life, if we're talking business, I have a clinical coordinator. So someone who supports with the admin. Now, one of the great things is she's actually a minimal paid support. I mean, she's huge contribution, but she's only with us two hours a day because of the systems we have, because of what we've got set up that we actually don't need the automation. It's Mm -hmm. exactly. So Mm -hmm. she, her two hours are gold, but it's really nice that we've been able to set things up that way. Wonderful. And Mm -hmm. how about you, Sue? Okay. So paid in my life, not a lot, but I have to say I splurge on my hair, Great. <laughs> my hairdresser and my hair treatments. Yeah. So that's one thing. And unpaid in my life, my partner is fantastic. He's always fixing things around the clinic and he's going to be doing some pruning tomorrow. of our bushes. <laughs> <laughs> And he's a computer programmer. And so are my kids. And they did all the software for the business, which mm. was fantastic. That so, is wonderful. Wow. Yeah. So that's a huge benefit that we have in the business. Again, I don't, I don't pay a ton. I do pay therapist admin time. It helps cover for their cancellations to do mm-hmm. some of the admin tasks around the business. And I bought a robot vacuum so that we are not doing a lot of paying out of cleaning staff and it works 
really well for us here. So that's, that's another a good system. Yeah, that that <laughs> has worked. That's worked really well for us. At, at home, it would be a disaster because I don't have it all picked up. But there's a lot of open spaces in the clinic, so it can actually do its job really well. And unpaid in the business, I am rocking the volunteers and the students. Mm-hmm. They are doing a lot. I just made a video this morning for them how to do the next task that I'd love them to do when they're in. So, yeah. If I could wave my magic money wand and put seven figures into your business right now, Allison, you first, what would you spend it on? Renovations. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Clearly. <laughs> Duh. I need to skip Renovations that one. <laughs> and then furnishing the renovations. <laughs> and... Old walls, not just walls. <laughs> exactly. Oh. Um, I mean, that would be a piece of it, honestly, is really sort of being able to equip our clinics with some of the best and then being able to grow our reach to other partners, right? Grow our reach to other OTs who are maybe interested in private practice, interested in owning their own clinic, but don't know that there's a collaboration involved. So that would be marketing then? Available. Yeah, that would be marketing. How about you, Sue? <laughs> you know, I think there's a lot of areas. I think we could use some more help with marketing and sales and equipment and training. Like honestly, if I if you gave me seven figures, I would hire someone to sit down with us and help us do some strategic planning first and then spend our seven figures. Beautiful. Sensible, Sue. <laughs> no, I mean <laughs> Listen, I have like a whole podcast episode and a VIP day and mm-hmm. templates on strategic planning. Like, and I've mm-hmm. boldly called that episode the number one way to make money in your business because that planning and that focus is so essential. And so many very busy OT business owners, OT CEOs are just in reaction, reaction mode. Mm-hmm. And I happen to agree with Sue. I mean, it's practical and yet it's also money-making. And it saves you time because when you sit down, you're like, oh, this is what I'm doing next. Oh, this is what I'm doing next. Mm -hmm. It's a roadmap as opposed to being more reactive. Mm -hmm. So The planning um, is huge. That's been huge for me in the last few years. Yeah. I did a podcast too called Slowing Down to Speed Up. And the more time that I spend in the role of CEO with reflection, planning, and we have these resources, by the way, in in the links in the show notes, so you can access them as well. Yeah. the, The more we grow. It's almost inverse. Like you think, oh, I'll just spend another hour doing X. And if Mm. you spend that hour reflecting on your projects and your tasks and where you're going to, yeah, yeah, that's made all the difference. So I I happen to agree. So Mm -hmm. as we're wrapping up, tell people listening, where can they find you? You can find us on LinkedIn. Yeah, That's a great place to connect with us. I love LinkedIn. We're also on Instagram. That's a little more directed to families, like our marketing mm-hmm. for, for clients. And we have a great website with the contact us form. So it's www.catherapyservices.ca. I've been on it. I agree. It's fabulous. Well, thank you so oh, much. Oh, I have a funny story about that website, Trish. <laughs> well, when we started our um, business together in 2018, we looked around at other OTs' websites to see who had a nice look, what kind of feel did we like, etc. And guess whose website we copied? <laughs> really? Was it for yeah. OT? Yeah. yeah. And so when you started your podcast, yeah, we were like, that's the Spring OT OT. Oh my we know her. Gosh. <laughs> Isn't that incredible? Yeah, the beautiful, yeah it was a beautiful yeah. page. 
Yeah. Thank you. I did not do any of it. I hired people because again, well, thank if, you for if hiring I can't people. Change a light bulb. Copied. You better think <laughs> I can't build a website either. <laughs> um, oh my gosh, I love that story. And again, you know, I think at the heart, 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 heart of this, we're not going to market it this podcast as this, but at the heart, heart, heart of this, it's like the impact you can have. And then mm-hmm. we all clearly love what we do. And mm-hmm. we want more families in your case, more adults, more clients, and more therapists to love what they do as well. And that impact that you can have mm-hmm. by just showing up every day and doing something and putting something out there. Because quite literally, I'm just a solopreneur hanging in Calgary, Alberta, put something up there and then the impact and you are having all of that with cats as well. So thank you so much for being guests today. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you for having us. This has been OTs Get Paid, recorded live in Studio C. That's Studio Closet. I'm Trish Williams. If you had feedback on today's episode, send us a DM on IG at OTs Get Paid or join our Facebook group at OTs Get Paid. We would really love to hear from you. We'd also love it if you could subscribe and write a review for the podcast. Each month, I'll pick a random review for a shout out to get your name and business on the air. Until next time. <laughs>